There's the awkward silence. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crap. What am I going to say? <laughs> I knew it was coming. <laughs> so there Who's I was. Lying, was it? <laughs> so a priest and a, <laughs> and a rabbi yeah. walk into a bar. <laughs> walk into a bar. There it was. Pants down with this squishy <laughs> button. <laughs> <laughs> I think I now have the first clip. Oh, oh it went down Alienation version 2.0. I am Dan, and this is episode number 80. 80. Epic 80. Epic Whoa. 80. <laughs> Crazy. Can't believe it. It's already episode number 80. You guys just heard Justin. What's up, guys? Nick, I think, is back from Las Vegas. I am. Ooh, and of course, Jesse's here. I am here. What's up, guys? <laughs> so, Nick. April Fool's, buddy. You weren't in on it. <laughs> no, I, I got on the butt end of that one. <laughs> it was a it was a last minute thing. Literally, last minute. We were all wondering, God, what is is Nick gonna be pissed off at us? What's so we did it anyway. Screw you, Nick. Who cares? Did you download the show and listen to it, dude? Uh no, I actually didn't get to have the full effect because by the time I got to it, I mean, you know, <laughs> you're in Vegas. Guess who's not getting up early in the morning? (laughs) So by the time I finally rolled out and got to a point where I was down at the pool and had a beer in my hand and then decided to throw in the headphones and listen, (laughs) uh, I flipped open Facebook and was like, I I got, I saw. So then I was like, oh, what? All right. What did they do? So then I went back and listened. So, (laughs) but, but tell me this, tell them the story that you told me because this is, this is good. With your mom when she called. Oh, <laughs> my mom called me. Nick, Nick, is is everything okay? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, as far as I know, lawn chair's still here. Still yeah. got my beer. Yep, I'm good. Vegas. Well, I mean, what happened? I'm like, what? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I mean, dude. I at this point, I didn't have a clue. And oh. she's like, well... I just, I think it's, I mean, I understand. I know you've been under a lot of pressure, you know, and things just don't always work out. And, <laughs> and I'm just sure that you guys all, and she just kept going. So I'm like, I get it. All right. It's April Fool's. <laughs> and at this point, I didn't know what had gone on, but it's my mom. So, I mean, <laughs> Naturally, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna fuck with her, <laughs> of course. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I was like, Well, you know, sometimes, mom, uh, you're just not really made to, you know, work with friends. <laughs> <laughs> nice. In the end, it's kind of like a relationship, and it just didn't work out. Well, I just, you know, I just feel that, and then I, I couldn't help it at that point, I just started laughing. <laughs> That is great. Uh, she's like, nice. what? What's so funny? 
What day is it, Mom? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually, uh, I got a, I got a, a text message um, from Kelly. And, mm-hmm. and she was like, um, so I don't know if you guys noticed, but I did a little quote. I know Justin caught on, caught on to it, but I quoted some Omega Death song. Did you notice that, Justin, on the description of that fake episode? Uh, did you no, miss that? I don't think I did, oh. dude. Now I feel like a complete D-bag. You, you ought to, man, because I, you know, <laughs> it's like a, a, a tout le monde. I don't, I, I don't have a French accent. A tout le monde. I don't know how they pronounce it. Le but, but it's like, to all my friends, you know, thank you. I must go, essentially. Right. Long and short of it. And so, Kelly texts me. She goes, so James asked me this morning, why are they quoting Megadeth? And why are they oh. quoting that song? And so she said, she responded to him, um, dear, it's April 1st. <laughs> it's April 1st, babe. <laughs> so yeah, I got a few emails. I got, I was actually surprised. Um, I, I just, I, 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 I thought we made it pretty obvious, but a lot of people caught on. A lot of people caught on right away. But there were a few. Oh yeah, there was there was there I was think there was a collective that... <laughs> sigh of relief when they did realize it was just a joke. And in fact, you guys ought to be thanking Justin and Jesse, yeah, because my plan was to not release the real episode until like the following day and a half. Yeah, he says yeah. it. So he called me up. <laughs> he call, he calls me up like when was this? Like Sunday afternoon. He's like, dude, I got this idea. It's April first. We're gonna we're gonna screw with some people here. So he he goes through this whole idea, and then you know we we go through the recording, and he says to Jesse and I, you know, I, I'm probably gonna wait until like noon to release it. I'm like, dude, noon Pacific time is like freaking the afternoon for the Eastern people. They'll be dying. <laughs> well, maybe I'll just wait until I get back from the flying field. No, I was I was gonna let it run for a while, but. I, I just started, I kind of, to be honest with you, I started feeling a little bad. So I um, went ahead and released it quite a bit earlier than I'd planned. But anyway, yeah. April Fool's, everybody. I'm glad you, I'm glad, uh, no no hate mail to speak of. So that's a good Oh, that's thing. good. I was going to ask you that. Yeah. yeah. But no, I was all right. So Nick, you're in Vegas. You lucky yeah. bastard. Yeah, it was a nice trip. Yeah? Real, real relaxed. It's about time. I know. Yeah. Like I didn't, I was down at the pool for at least half of every single day, almost. Nice, sweet. Yeah, got a got a nice tan, got a little little burnage, but that's that's okay. Nice. Um, yeah, it was just just real nice, relaxed trip with the family and good times. I feel refreshed. Good. Awesome, dude. Because now nice. I'm getting ready to lay shit down on you this week. So I know. I know. <laughs> I I feel very uh. Uh, disconnected. Yeah. You know, my, my poor iPhone, I just can't do it. I mean, I'm I just, I'll come to terms with the fact that I'm not the kind of person that can take a vacation and walk away from everything. I can't do it. You can't go off the grid, huh? No. God, no, dude. Are you kidding me? No. I mean, I was just sitting there on my phone. I mean, yelling at my phone because I was so mad because it didn't have a damn keyboard. <laughs> and I just couldn't do it, get get to the stuff fast enough that I wanted to, huh. you know, because that's it's 
I mean, that's what's kind of relaxing for me. I really enjoy throwing my feet up, grabbing my laptop, and just kind of, you know. And you're a Facebook junkie. I am. So, you know, you got that going for you. That's good. Yeah, no, that was that part was good, but it was just <laughs> tough. I'm I'm now way farther behind than I was when I left. Yeah. But that's all right. So we're not we're not going to ask if you got any flying in because you were too busy drinking beer and sitting by the pool. So I forgive you for not flying. Yeah. This past week. I did get, it was kind of cool when I got back, I got some parts finally. Yeah? Yes. Nice. I saw well, that pe- big Cadillac looking box you got with the four yeah. little tiny servos the in it. Treasure yeah, chest. Does it, okay, so does anyone like not read our <laughs> reviews on the website? <laughs> <laughs> because apparently the box was like, oh my God, what's up with that big huge box? <laughs> it, you know? And that uh, it just didn't, it really didn't make sense to me, but it's the same box that Justin got his MKS. Yeah. It was like what? It was like a, a holiday anniversary package. Yeah. Thing they they had? had like a yeah. limited, they were doing a limited time offer with, uh, you know, over Christmas, over the holidays. Yeah. So if you buy it in that package set, you get a discount. And yeah, so there and, uh, were a limited number of them and, you know, they distributed them out to all the various retailers and some retailers apparently had some left over. In fact, I got an email from a listener a week before you ordered yours, Nick, saying, hey, there are still a couple left at HeliDirect. I just picked up a set. Yep. And I got the last one. Like the it said only one left when I ordered them from HeliDirect. Huh. I would have much preferred mine in loosely wrapped Chinese paper. i couldn't help it but it was a marvelous box it was a beautiful box isn't it great dude and all i I enjoy uh, i can uh, admire a high quality box it's just beautiful box man what incredible wrapping or what incredible presentation very well trimmed very well nice very good very good yeah it was nice but no i i had actually you know how i had intended on getting the protex that's a true story i did i had a couple questions I called, and they were just too busy. What happened, dude? I don't, I don't know. Like I really don't know. I guess uh, apparently everyone else in the world was calling a main hobby that day. So I don't know. I called and talked, and the lady was like, "Oh, the helicopter guys—they're going to be, you know, I, I think someone, I think someone might." And this was ten o'clock. And keep in mind, they're they're West Coast too. I think someone might be able to call you back today, but it'll probably be tomorrow. <laughs> Excuse me? Like, I don't have any time for tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's like a whole down. day away, dude. Yeah, that's a whole day. What, what kind of hobby you think this is, baby? <laughs> yeah, this is an addiction. <laughs> I don't even know if I'm going to be alive tomorrow. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Tomorrow. So, no, I had intended because I, I had wanted to get the Protex, but, you know, hey, Heli Direct, that. It was that uh, that stinking Easter sale. It kept taunting me, and pushed so I, you over the edge. I did. I caved in, just screaming, smoking deal, ten percent off of that package deal price. Dude, Score. it's already a killer price at the package deal. So then you get ten percent off, and it's just crazy. And yeah. dude, on top of that, that packing is so spectacular. <laughs> it's yeah. I almost want to just get it just for the box. I mean, I love just boxes. for the box. You can Dude, have mine. That's the cardboard box oh, I've man. been taking my stuff to the field in. 
There Are you, you serious? Oh my god, that's perfect. Yeah, dude, go. I'm so telling a, you. You get a set of servos and a field box. Look so now you got to apologize <laughs> to Justin, Nick, because you what? didn't realize the 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 box he was using. You just thought he was using like a like a <laughs> any a old box. Box from Helipros. Uh, not this yeah. box. Yeah. It, it's a cardboard box, right? But still. Well, Jesse, you can have mine. Mine's now sitting on the right. floor. Dibs. <laughs> <laughs> dibs, dibs on it. He's gonna auction it off. Yeah, highest bidder gets the box. Ooh, where have I heard that before? Well, that's another show. That's another. Yeah, show. after hours. <laughs> All right, it was probably more like highest bid. I'll get box. <laughs> <laughs> you are going to hell for that one, Nick. Yes, I you are am. going to hell for that one. Ooh. All right. Anything else new and exciting, uh, Nick? Or can I move nope, on to somebody else? I better else? quit. You, <laughs> I'm done. He's going to quit while he's ahead. You're not ahead, by the way. You're way behind after that comment. So, Jesse, what's new, yeah. dude? What's new? What's new? Well, as you can probably guess, I did get some flying in last weekend. I figured you would have. Yeah, a little bit. A little you bit. Got- it was probably the two nicest days we've had so far this year. Oh, man. So, I, I made it out Saturday. Got in 15 flights. On the seven HV, which I was out there for quite a while because and getting in fifteen flights, you know, one heli, two flight packs. Um, you know, a little bit of downtime with charging charging up those twelve S five thousand milliamp packs, but yeah, so hung out there, got in fifteen flights, and then over this last week I've kind of been doing a little bit of heli maintenance here and there. And so put some new dampers in the seven HV, um, wore out another set. And some new links in the tail. So huh. that that's oh and and I rebuilt the warp. It is ready to go. So I was gonna ask you. You got everything yeah. flying. Did you did you do you still have the uh, nitro or is that gone? The N five is in my possession, but it is for sale. There you go, so, guys. Really? Yep, I I have decided to uh make the step up to the world of 90 class nitros oh boy oh yeah all right nitros, baby. I, yes. I actually it's i actually have a hattori pipe sitting right here next to me while i record this I'm just kind of looking at it every so often nice keeps keeps so, the yeah. fire alive my friend exactly so that's kind of looking me. up at me yeah <laughs> so no I, I still got to pick up a motor and i i think i'm going with i know i hate to say it i'm I went with an Align helicopter. Oh, oh. but you know, I got. I'm, I'm a college kid. What can I say, dude? I, I can't afford to crash those high price models. That's ridiculous. Did you buy it used or new, dude? Uh used. it's a it's a very special. Is <laughs> it's very special? <laughs> it's special. <laughs> it's got the special sauce all over it, it dude. Do tell, Nick. <laughs> it's mine. Yeah. Uh huh. We are. We are. This is like the passing, the passing of the guard yeah. or something. I don't know. It, Whatever I mean, they is. do when you pass something. Yeah, the torch, the gas. guard. The yeah, torch. The torch. Yeah. The venereal disease. No. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, you can pass that too, dude. <laughs> well, I'm sure. <laughs> Just so that we're all on the same page. The here. kidney stone. <laughs> Technically. Yeah. yeah. No, that's cool, no. dude. So, yeah, hopefully here in the next two to three weeks. Um, hopefully we get in the motor and get the airframe over here to Pullman and uh, start putting that thing together. So nice. So uh, are you actually going to get it in the air before I get mine in the air? I would pretty much guarantee that. Yeah. 
I didn't Doesn't even that know. Go oh, come on. Was that a real question? Yeah, it was, <laughs> yeah, it was dude. <laughs> was that a taunt? Okay. I we'll have another I, pres- president by the time you <laughs> get yours in there. <laughs> well, I oh, couldn't sense dude. any sarcasm, but I I just didn't want to make any assumptions there. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm up for the challenge. All right. It's on. I mean, I don't know. What, what do you want to bet? What are we putting on the table here? Yeah, I don't know. Don't go there, dude. <laughs> okay, don't well, go there. It's not worth that. it, huh, Nick? Nope. Jesse's got a pretty good track record of winning bets around here. Yeah. 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 And, and, you know, I could just be playing you, you know, so you never He'll build you that thing. Out. He'll build it overnight and have 14 flights on it the next day by the time you even get up. And if he has to, he'll make he'll put the 50 in there. Yeah. So just to win. So, ju- yeah, the, just so that fit <laughs> just so that he can fly it. <laughs> it All right, forget it. <laughs> uh, well, that's cool, man. That's good. I'm glad you're so, getting a, a nitro. You're gonna yeah, like so it. I'm I'm excited. I haven't I've you know I've had the 90 size experience with the 7 HV, but not the nitro yet. So I'm I'm really excited. Sweet dude. So how about you, Justin? Dude, <sighs> no fly. I did- no, no fly. So here's the deal. Oh, I mean, wait, 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 wait. I didn't hear the fl- ruffling of the Rolodex. <clears throat> oh, dude, I, I had the Rolodex open like before we press record. I, in fact, I spend about an hour before the show like, oh man, I went through that one last Adding week. And new ones. What? Yeah. What am I supposed to say this time around? No. So it, it's going to sound like an excuse, but I'm okay with it. All right. So here we go. Last last weekend. <laughs> Perhaps the best weather of the year where I live, okay? I mean, just gorgeous. Not a cloud in the sky, 65 or 70, slight breeze, and my son gets sick. So, yeah, he had a fever the entire weekend. He was coughing and spitting and sputtering, really miserable, and it just... He probably needed fresh air. I'm not... (laughs) He probably needed the fresh air. Yeah, you could have just brought him out of the field. If he's going to be the, sick, he's going to be sick outside dude, or inside. I mean, the dude. thought crossed my mind. Let me tell you. I'm like, well, you know what? I I could just keep him in the car and, you know, it'll be warm in there. And uh, no. I Didn't guarantee happen. you his crying ain't louder than that freaking gasser. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. You no, know what? He's fine. You, I can't even hear him. He's good. <laughs> you, you've, got, you've got a hard on for the sound of the gasser, don't you? <laughs> that, that's it i hear that thing and all i think of is bob vila <laughs> oh my gosh so the little one was sick you didn't get so any the flying. little one was sick i didn't get any flying in uh this week has just been crappy weather this weekend we've got storms so i think it's gonna be another weekend of no flying well i it's it, yeah, I I don't really know what else to say. It's so, getting ba- and I'll tell you what, I'm feeling the pressure now, Dan, you because be. we're we're T minus like seven weeks until Othello. Mm-hmm. I have to be at least somewhat oh, man, prese- presentable in terms of flying. Yeah, I'm going to be ready. Oh, I know. Yeah, that's that's crazy. It's I can't believe how quickly it's coming. Yeah, it is like here. And, so, and yeah, before you know it, once once we hit Othello, it's going to go fast, man. So give me a real flight update. When's it happening? You know, I completely forgot about it. Oh, 
Man, this is a bad sign. You know what? I I need Stop. to get it though. You need to do something. Can't <laughs> hold on. What are we talking about here? Real flight, dude. Simulator. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, I'm gonna get it. Yeah, well, you keep saying that week after week after week. I know. I think someone got my address wrong too. It's <laughs> still not there, Nick. <laughs> no. Just keep waiting by the mailbox. Okay. It'll show up. It'll be good. Well, I did actually. Well, hold on. There's a small milestone here. I did pick up a uh, a Contronic Heli Jive 120. Oh. For my electric. I decided I am no longer interested in dealing with Castle. Uh, not because it's blowing up this time, but just because uh, I don't want to deal with their internal governor. Because, quite frankly, it drives me nuts. And I am not flying a fly system. As you guys that's, know, I fly heli That's command. not the terminology that you used when you told me what you thought of it. <laughs> I'm attempting to be... <laughs> PG-13? Yes. I think there right. was horse parts. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Something dude, about yeah, insertion. Nick, you're blowing my cover here, man. <laughs> dude, I told I, you. You know, I, I work hard at, at keeping the front up. Yeah. No more. Dude. Oh, nay, nay. Dude, I'm telling you what. The first the first fun fly where people start coming and hanging around and listening to you, that's all over. It's history. You know, oh, especially man. at our fun fly where... You know, most of the people that are going to be there will probably be listeners of the show. They're going to they're going to see it firsthand, and they're going to they're going to walk away shaking their head, going, "I just don't think I can believe in anything anymore." <laughs> Listen to Justin talk. My whole foundation is shot. Is shot. It's, it's going to be rough. So is that I've it? I've been known to uh, toss a couple of obscenities around a, a few times. Yeah, just, yeah. just a little yeah. bit. So what about the? Where's the uh, nitro? Is that? I mean, is it still sitting in pieces? No. No, so the nitro (laughs) is actually somewhat partially kind of built almost. Right. (laughs) But with no power system. Right. And so you have the nitro and I have the pipe and we're piecing this together. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Because I don't have a heli yet. (laughs) So uh, when's that going to happen, dude? The nitro? Yeah. By Othello. Yeah, okay. That's all I can say. That's all I can say. All righty, dude. Well, guys, the challenge has been laid down. Uh, last night, I was on a very long co- Skype call with Raja Bortkash. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for those of you who don't know what, who Raja is, he's um, he's the gasser guy. You know, he flies for Minair and a few other people. And he does the dual generator. Raja's kind of got this reputation of logging a tremendous amount of flights. In a year. Up into the thousands. Nice. So I was talking to him last night and I said, dude, I could totally get more flights in than you in a year. And he was like, oh. And I said, yeah. So then he started getting technical with me. He's like, well, okay. So my flight is 15 minutes. How long is yours? He says, so that means you have to do two flights. For every one of mine. So I started adding in this up and I'm thinking, wait a minute, this might get expensive. Yeah. With nitro. Mm-hmm. So I got to thinking, if I'm gonna do this challenge, that means I'm probably gonna have to get a gasser. Yeah, dude. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> Jesse's response. Mm. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure. I was going to say electric, but I don't know where that came from. Yeah. Was, <laughs> you just uh, totally like, button hooked me. I did not see that one coming. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was good. <laughs> I don't know. I, it's so, you know, I'm right at a crossroad. I know I've been looking. You guys don't know how close Justin and Jesse do because I was talking yeah. to them last Tuesday night or this past weekend. Last, Sunday. Well, last we had heard was by tomorrow evening, I will be the owner of an electric Kelly. I, dude. That's what we heard. You are <laughs> correct, Jesse. <laughs> yeah, that is what he said before we hung up on Skype. So I kind of want to bring this up too. Now th- this challenge, I don't know, you know, this is just kind of a friendly little thing that Raj and I have been talking about. I really want to do it, but it, it's going to require a change. Obviously I can't try to do that with a nitro because I would need two tanker trucks. Yeah. And I only have one. So something's got to change there before I can even attempt it. But I really want to look at that because I think I could do it. I think I could break. I think I could be, and here's the cool thing. We'd keep like a running total, like maybe every week we would update it. So people can keep track, you know, of where we're at throughout the year. But um, here, here's the re- the reality of this situation. And Nick and I talked about this before, I think before you left, Nick, um, down to Vegas. But with all the shit that's been going on with the line, and, and Jesse just mentioned that he's going to get in a line. And he's like, I have so many parts for an Align helicopter. In particular, a lot of the parts that can be shared, the tail, you know, some of the head stuff and, and whatnot. The reality of it is, you know, can it lower heli? Sells these helis so inexpensive. I just don't, how can you, how do you pass that up? When, when, you, when you're looking at a, an expensive helicopter, I mean, you're looking at $1,200 for a complete kit with two batteries? That's, that's a pretty killer deal, man. <sighs> Dude, yeah, how do you, that's pretty hard. How do you say no to that? I mean, how, how can you not? <laughs> Anyone has twelve hundred bucks laying around to spend on a heli, and and it's I I, I it, I'm I'm struggling with this really hard because of the whole ah oh, screw a line uh, I can't believe what they're doing and yada yada yada. But the reality of it is, my God, you've got a twelve hundred dollar kit that is completely adequate. Some guys fly the shit out of that helicopter aggressively as well. Work fine for me. So I don't know. I'm kind of just trying to decide where I'm going to go with that. But uh, it needs to happen quick because I did have to order fuel. And um, I probably could have bought a helicopter with that. (laughs) 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 How much did you buy? Dude, I don't want to go into that. All right. It's, it's, It's so much. I just, it's, it's, so. it's getting to be, I mean, I really like nitro, but Jesus, man, when it, it's, there's, it's so. It, it's enough to make a Kenworth pucker. It's a lot of fuel. Yeah. It's a lot of fuel. Something's got to give either on the gasser side or the electric side, just to ease the burden of the nitro. I'm never going to give up nitro. It's never because I love it. So did you make a final, maybe I meant, did you make a final like gasser or electric? I haven't. I'm still on the bridge, still on the fence. I guess it would be not the bridge. <laughs> Maybe it is a bridge, a bridge that's crumbling fast around me. But I really don't know. And if it's a gasser, it's going to be a whiplash at this point because who else would you? I mean, who's else? Whose would you buy at this point? No, it's definitely the best gasser. Yeah. I mean, you know, no question. And if it's an electric at this point, it's a it's an Align 700. Yeah, just because 
Yep. Just because, unfortunately, just because. So that's where I'm at with that. That's and and you know the the fun the fun fly season's coming on strong. It's time to make the decision and make it happen. I first need to sell a bunch of drugs first to make that reality <laughs> come real. Uh, I'm just kidding, by the way. Please don't call the DEA on me. I do not sell drugs. I was making or a contact joke. you to buy some or contact me to buy drugs. <laughs> um, you know, it's. Um, this is an expensive hobby sometimes, and uh, you just kind of have to decide where you're going to go and be happy with it and be done with it. But as far as flying, fantastic week, great weather. Last few days, we're getting that storm that you guys are dealing with. We're just, just starting to show up. Yep. And it's pretty, uh, today was really windy. Tomorrow and the next three days, supposed to get a lot of rain. But I do have some pretty cool news about, I, you guys remember a long time ago, I was talking about trying to find a new field? Yep. Well, two cool things, actually. Um, the first, I didn't know this, but there's a heli only club, 120 miles north of me with 28 members. Hold on. Is that in Montana? It's in Montana, dude. Did you even think that, did you ever in your wildest dream even think that there were 28 helis flyers in Montana? I didn't think there were 28 people in Montana. (laughs) Come on now. (laughs) Shit. You know, you, you know about 10 of them. Yeah, that's true. No, I, I was shocked, and I'm going to start going up there uh, twice a week or twice a month, and um, just hanging out with those guys. Really excited about that. But as far as here locally, uh, one of the guys I fly with, just out of the blue, decided to stop in at the fairgrounds. I don't know why I didn't think about this. They've, you know, generally fairgrounds they've got a lot of land around them for parking and whatnot. And he goes, "Hey, can can I fly this? Hel-? I mean, he took his helicopter into their office. Can I fly this helicopter out here?" They looked at it and they said, sure. He said, well, I got about four or five other guys. Can they come too? And he, they said, you can fly out here anytime you want. So we got to thinking, that's perfect. I called the AMA to find out, because there's an airport two and a half miles away to find out what I got to do. How do I present myself when I talk to them? We're going to start a club and we're going to start flying there. Awesome, dude. dude. Nice. That's, I Perfect. haven't had a chance to go fly there myself to check it out. But it's just a big-ass open field. I mean, with nothing around it. It's perfect. Like the rest of Montana. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, hate, I hate you. you <laughs> I just hate you so bad. You don't even it's know. true, dude. Sorry. I don't, know, I don't know why that's so exciting. It's like it's written rare. <laughs> oh, my God. There's people at this big-ass empty field, though. <laughs> Dude, I've been gone for a week. It's not my fault. I know. You got to get caught up. Got to get caught up. So, no, that, that's pretty cool. We're going to get that going, and I'm really looking forward to that. That's about all I've been doing this week, guys. Oh, webpage went down today. That's Larry what Kagan. I heard. Larry Kagan to the rescue. My For bad. the win. It was all Jesse's fault. I guess so. Jesse's email got caught in some kind of weird computer limbo script. Thing and it shut everything down. Thanks, Jesse. Thanks. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so blame it on Jesse. Yeah. Send the hay mail to him. Yep. And we're that's it. I mean, it um, it's back up. Larry fixed it in no time. And um, it was weird though because it was working on certain uh, like OSs, like the 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 iPads and smartphones. Yeah, mm-hmm. I accessed it, it on, on my PCs. iPad and it worked perfectly fine. Yeah. 
So, but it was only partially working. It wasn't working for everybody because I, I would get email. I got some emails from people like, dude, what's going on with the webpage? And then I would contact other people that I know. So can you get on the webpage? Yeah, no problem. But then it completely shut down about two hours ago. Well, three, uh, it's been a while, but, you know, four hours ago, whatever. Earlier this evening, completely came to a screeching halt. And that's when Larry jumped in and saved the day. Yay, Larry. Thank you, Larry. He does that. Thank you. He does that, man. He's like Very the Cape well, Crusader. Too. Just sits there and waits patiently. And he pounces and fixes shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, guys, I think it's time maybe we should do some news. What do you think? I think that I have pulled together a little bit. We'll find out. Guys, it's getting to be that time of year. Spring's right around the corner. It's time to start looking for batteries for your heli. Jesse, where are you going to go to get your batteries this year? Well, Dan, considering my last set of Genzase batteries, I got 225 cycles out of. You know, I think this year I'll be heading right back to hobbyparts.com and I'll be picking up a couple more sets of Genzase batteries to put in my helis this year. You heard it here, guys. Hobbyparts.com. Go get your Genzase batteries there. Hey guys, this week's news brought to you by HeliDaily.com, your daily RC helicopter news magazine. Nick, news now. Yes, sir. Got it. All right, a little light on the news this week, but that's all right. Uh, so RC Logger has out their new generation of digital pitch gauge, two. So, you know, they, they had came out with this one a little while ago, but this is now the digital pitch gauge to light. I think they kind of took all of that other fancy-dancy stuff they had in the other kit, and now they're just offering a kind of a real generic version. So it's just like the old, you know, standard gauge, slide on the blade, go to town. Um, and they dropped the price on the whole kit, obviously, because you're not getting all the rest of it. So it's uh, $45.90. So if you're in the market for a new pitch gauge, definitely check that one out. Icon has released a couple of service bulletins uh, of late. One is for all Windows 8 users, uh, which if you have Windows 8... <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> uh, but uh, anyway, so if they're having a problem, it says uh, the digital signing... The digital signing requirement on Windows 8 may need to be turned off to get the icon drivers to work. Um, so that was one of them. Then the other one, um, I guess there's a thread on HeliFreak going about uh, with the Align DS410, 410M, 510, 510M, uh, DS515, and the Savix 1250MG servos. Sometimes the, the unit actually won't boot up. It's like it'll just kind of sit there and jitter and not boot up properly. Uh, they're they're working on trying to figure out exactly who, wow, what, or why. But um, I guess it's pretty obvious when it does it. It's not harming the unit. Just simply unplug it, plug it back in. It'll be good to go. Um, so there's uh, – I'm actually going to go ahead and put that link to the HeliFreak thread so you guys can re uh, read through that and uh, – Make sure you're all up to speed. You know, they've had a lot, now that I think about it. 
Align and Savix have always been the the problematic and troublesome servos. Have you notice that? Mm-hmm. Like so, they, but correct me if I'm wrong, Nick. Mm-hmm. I was under the insu- assumption that Align servos are rebranded Savix servos. That is correct. They okay. are. All right. Yeah, that is correct. So it's they've got real, real high amp peaks to them. They they don't last long, but they're like super, super high. It's just the way that they design those servos, and and, and they've wreaked havoc with flybarless systems. You know, dropping down instantaneously. You know, resetting V bars midair. Um, <laughs> That's a bad yeah, day. Yeah. That is that is it a bad is. day. So yep. it's really kind of at this point, guys, where if, if you're going to rock, and I'm not saying they're bad servos. I mean, hey, I've sworn off of all, of all BECs now. No BECs, no switches. Um, yeah, my buddy James had a, a switch go out on his 600 Nitro and just, oh, yeah. oh, dude, bad day. But, you know, if you are, just be aware. That with any of these, you want to try and stay away from. Obviously, on the four tens and the five tens, you're talking about a four fifty or five hundred class heli. Uh, just make sure that you've got a really good solid BEC on there. All right, so TSA uh, has a couple things going on. One is they're kind of doing like a worldwide spring sale just to kind of celebrate everyone starting the flying season. They're doing ten uh, percent off all the kits, and that's through all the retailers. So um, all of the kits now are six eighty nine ninety nine, which how am I tell you that's not bad at all. Yeah, that like, isn't bad. I mean, when you know a lot of the newer seven hundred class kits are you're talking nine hundred bucks a grand. That's a pretty good yep. steal. They also released um, they they call it the ARE lever, but it's it's basically their elevator arm configuration that they have on theirs they released a new updated one because uh (laughs) someone didn't think and the old one would not fit the 45 series scorpion motors it wasn't wide enough to clear the motors oops (laughs) yeah (laughs) oops (laughs) my bad uh yeah and (laughs) you know it's that kind of stuff happens when you i mean they 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 were designing these TSAs for a long time. I mean, a long yeah. freaking time. So back when they started, industry standard was the 4035 series in a 700. So you just don't really think about it. But at any rate, they got that fixed uh, quickly. So you can go check that out, get that in there, and then get our most favorite motors, the 4525. Oh, yes. yeah. Does that, what kind of nitro does that take? It takes the freaking glorious kind. Does it? <laughs> of none. The electro no, the I, electron brand? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love it. Dude, th- those motors are just yeah. silly. That's that's the way I like to put it. They just got silly power. Silly, silly power. Silly power. Okay. Are we ready for the news of the week? I am. Oh yes. do it. I was right. Neener neener neener. That's the big news of the week. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Didn't see that one coming. So um uh, some of us picked up on, and I can't take credit for it because I read it somewhere. So I was not the finder of this, but Gowie did announce the new heli that they came out with, and it was indeed the Gowie X4 version two. They had dropped the ball. 
when they submitted the picture to RC Heli Resource, they had X4II in the name. So you could actually hover over the picture that RC Heli Resource oh. put up. <laughs> Oh. And if you like look got source or whatever, the file name of the picture would come up. So that's how we all guessed. And sure enough, there we go. So uh-huh. oops. <laughs> but uh yeah, so it, it's basically kind of like uh it, it's an electric version of the NX4. Uh shares a lot of the same parts. Uh the kits are uh so it'll come with the Gowie 425 millimeter blades and tail blades. Those are four ninety nine. And you can buy the combo kit for uh, a right at a grand that you'll get uh, main blades, tail blades, Scorpion motor, mini V-bar, an ESC, and Gowie servos, which they're just rebranded. I don't know who they... Justin, do you remember? I don't know who, who were... Gowie's rebrand servos are. No, I'm not sure, to be honest. Yeah. Okay. And I think I the, the crazy part about this is it's actually the X5 the Gowie X5 power system that they're including with this heli. <laughs> yeah, so dude, it's yeah. going to be a monster. This is crazy. I mean, yeah, this will have crazy power. Oh, and I don't, oh I my mean. gosh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so they, they took that same freaking Gowie X5 motor and plunked oh it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, it's, X- <laughs> so, yeah. And as you can see from the pictures, I mean, you can see it sticking up. It's a, <laughs> it's a tuna can. Yeah. It's crazy. So I'm, mean, yeah, because everyone apparently got tired of their rocket ship X five, yeah. which those things had a you know a yeah. reputation for just being super fast helis. Yeah. Uh, apparently they got tired of those, and so now everyone's dropping like forty thirty five motors in their X fives. Oh, when is and it going them to off? end? It's never exactly until someone dies. <laughs> Somebody, here's here's my 500 millimeter bladed heli uh it weighs 13.7 pounds but it's got 18.6 horsepower <laughs> it's freaking awesome at uh 5400 on the head and, <laughs> and, and two I minute can, and 30 second flight <laughs> i could run I 22 degrees in here with no problem oh man <laughs> i get one minutes and 45 seconds of awesome here's the deal they here's the deal they they sat down and they said you know what guys we need a heli that Nobody can see when it flies because it's so fast. That's what yeah. we need. Well, this is the one. This is the one. This is it. Yep. Yeah. So they, I mean, it's, it's, it looks like it's pretty cool. They did a removable battery tray. Uh, so it, they can accommodate, like, they're talking like down to a 2600 pack all the way up, up to, to 6S5000. Yeah. That's impressive. I mean, so that's, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, it, uh, I think for all the NX4 guys, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, you're talking sharing the head, the tail, main gear, tail gears, servo mounts, landing gear. I mean, you know, that, that they even kept uh, probably my favorite feature, which is the canopy shape. Uh, that thing's got just whew, love that canopy. It yeah. does have a cool-looking canopy. <laughs> I agree. Hmm. Yeah. So that's your news of the week, huh? That, that's it. I, I got to... I, I got to tell you, I'm I'm a little underwhelmed. I see your news of the week, and I raise you the newsier news of the week. Newsy, newsier? <laughs> newsier news of the oh, week. Oh, goodness. Are you ready for this? I am ready. We have a premier sponsor for our fun fly. 
Oh, Ooh. yeah, okay, you win. It is absolutely official. You win. I'm happy to announce that RC Aerodyne is going to be the premier sponsor of our fun fly. I just want to say thank you to Cliff over at RC Aerodyne. We're looking forward to putting on an amazing event. And, uh, man, uh, we now get to start working on all the cool little fun little promotional things. What can I say? Thanks, guys. I mean, that's great. That's fantastic. Nice. Yeah, and what what does this mean to to you guys, to everyone that's going to attend? It just means that we can make it that much more awesome. Exactly. I mean, none of this, none of this junk. Uh, apparently, they don't just give you all this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it, it just means that we can do all that much more and make it bigger and better. So yeah, thank you. Definitely. Thank you, Cliff. And I also want to say there's some big news coming out from our Sierra I don't have the word. I can't go. I can't. I haven't given been given permission to tell you guys about it yet. And uh, we look forward to that. Thanks, RCR Dine. We really appreciate your support. And um, looking forward to the fun fly, which, you know what, guys? It's not that far away. No, it's not. No. Again, that's June 14th and the 16th. It's going to be the pretty much the place to be, I think. Hmm. I mean, it's there a- is one you know, little competition happening that same weekend, but come on. It's going to be nothing like the Dan Justin competition. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Watch out, man. I'll tell you what. (laughs) And besides that, that other competition is all the way on the other side of the earth, isn't it? I mean, it's like, isn't isn't that side of the country the other side of the earth? I don't know. It might as well be. Yeah. 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 Just because, you know, they've got more talent or whatever. More, (laughs) More big name pilots and yeah, you know, whatever. Hey, but you know what? Hookers. Probably. I do not want to discredit any of the guys that are showing up. I mean, XFC is awesome, but let's face it it's a it's a pipe dream for a lot of people. Uh, I mean, <laughs> most of us, most of us in the western half of the United States, and uh, we're just we're doing our best to round up all the best of the guys in the West Coast and get them up here and have some fun. So, uh, speaking of the XFC, do you guys want to make a bet on who's going to win? Ooh, we like the I we like the bet. We do like bets. Yes, I, I I mean, do they even really need to hold the competition? Shouldn't they just hand Nick Maxwell the trophy? That, that's exactly that? what I was going to say, Dan. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't they save a lot of money? I hope, like <laughs> I hope that he wins, because I I just I don't know. I love it when he wins. Yeah, yeah. He didn't have such good luck last year. Didn't his shit like burn up on him or something? fall apart was that last year was that was two years ago i think that was two years ago dude yeah oh that's right his castle went up yeah (laughs) oh yeah but it wasn't it shorted like on uh get off my closet yeah (laughs) no i think it it probably was (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah, it it shorted internally and lit on fire (laughs) you know what there's a lot of there's a lot of new names though that are competing yeah. this year. Uh like Colin Bell. Nice. Colin's yep. competing. The I'm I'm gonna butcher the last names. Uh so my the Bos- Bossian brothers. Yeah. Yep. yep. Duncan and Jonathan. Yep. They haven't I don't think they've competed before. Uh James Haley, Dan Jacob Gilton, I think. Uh Daniel he's he's one of your people, isn't he, Jesse? Daniel 
Jet 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 Shin or whatever. Yes, he is. Chet. Oh, dude. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Daniel. <laughs> I noticed how you guys just glanced Jet right Shin. over the fact that I said Dan Reed. But thanks anyway. Yeah. Yeah. No, Appreciate I was. Wilson Miller. <laughs> uh, yeah, ben Storick. Yeah. Ben's uh he's the line dude now, right? Aren't they all? Yes. No. Oh, they're not? No. Actually, there's not. There's not what? There's not what? There's not very many aligned guys. Oh, there's not competing. No, there's there's mm-hmm. a pretty good, pretty Eric good Brandenburg. Mix. Yeah, there is actually a pretty good mix. Yeah, well, that and did you see the uh, the lineup for the zone format competition came out as well? Yes, so I did. That that looks like a pretty good mix as well. That's gonna be there's gonna be some good video from that. I have a feeling. I don't want to, uh, you know pick any favorites or anything yeah <laughs> but, but uh I, I, i'm really hoping that my buddy dave nolan's gonna win it so uh <laughs> good luck dude <laughs> not picking favorites or anybody Just else saying. got any news nah that's it that's, that's it. all i got all guys this week's news has been brought to you by helidaily.com your daily rc helicopter news magazine So, Dan, you know, I'm, I'm getting a little tired of Nick making fun of me carrying my charging stuff around in a cardboard box. I'm looking for something to, you know, kick it up a notch. You got any suggestions for me? Absolutely, dude. Head over to ProgressiveRC.com, man. They got all kinds of charging accessories there. They got cases. They've got chargers. They've got leads. Anything you could possibly want. And best of all, dude, you can toss that cardboard box aside. Remember, guys, that's ProgressiveRC.com. They got what you need. Do you guys find yourself getting frustrated when you're trying to teach somebody something? <laughs> Which day? <laughs> yeah, uh, a little bit. What do you think is yeah. the most frustrating thing about that? What, 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 Justin? For you, what is most frustrating about trying to teach somebody something about a helicopter? I would say, if I'm talking specifically helis, what's the most frustrating is just that we, you know. Just like any other hobby, we use a lot of terminology in this hobby, don't we? We got a lot of acronyms, you know, like FBL, fly barless, that sort of a thing. And when you're trying to teach a new person um, or, or really anyone that maybe is new to a particular aspect of the hobby, they may have been flying for a while, but maybe they've not done fly barless systems. Just an example. It's it's sort of like a different language. And so you're you're rattling off all the stuff that you and I would understand if we're talking to each other and they're looking at you like you got three eyes. And so then you've got to go back through and explain. And I, I mean, I guess it's not it's not frustrating. It's understandable. But, you know, you you got to you got to slow down and realize who you're talking to. Let me let me tell you guys an experience I had this week. And and it's actually um I think I learned a pretty good lesson and looking back, you know, having the opportunity to deal with Ed being brand new to the hobby Mm -hmm. and kind of feeling, I got to admit, Ed knows it. I mean, it's no secret at times. I I felt like I was overly frustrated with Ed, frustrated, frustrated, frustrated. I was going to say, did you say frustrated or (laughs) what did you say there? So, okay, so for example, I mean, I think it was last episode. It was it was last episode, I believe. I mentioned my buddy Dave that I fly with. This past week, 
we continued with his 600 with the beast X. And I just, I kind of, I just kind of felt aggravated that I just felt like he wasn't trying to learn what I was trying to tell him, but I realized something. I realized that I I've been taking for granted. I think some of the, the knowledge that I've acquired thinking that it's simplistic when in reality, it's not to somebody who's brand new. Because, you know, we kind of sometimes forget about all the stuff that we've learned. And over the course of four or five years in the hobby, some of this stuff becomes second nature. And you just assume that when you're dealing with other heli people, they have that same basic understanding. And I'm not talking about anything advanced. I'm talking very basic stuff. And so Dave finally just told me, he said, I just, Dan, I just don't know. It's not that I don't want to learn. It's just I don't know where to start. So literally what I did with Dave this week is we were working on getting his 600 set up. And I just literally sat him down with the helicopter. We opened up the BSEX manual. And we literally started at step one and read through everything in detail. Took two hours where normally it would take me 15 minutes to set up a BSEX. But nonetheless... When we left, he he felt not confident enough to maybe do it right away himself, but now he understands what it's meant to do and how to get through these steps. And it was it was really kind of an eye opener for me because I think back to poor Ed, and he's coming back from California this week. I have to apologize to him because I just felt like Ed was like, "Dude, what is up with your memory?" Didn't we, we just Mm -hmm. talked about this two days ago and I find myself repeating it to you and see, I didn't ever, I never really did that with Ed. And I think the focus, you know, what I was trying to focus on with these guys was just getting them through it so they could go fly without, I, I thought I was teaching them, but I wasn't really teaching them. I was just doing it and giving them as little information as I could to keep them from asking me questions as we were going through the process. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, true. Yeah. So, you know, I think, especially as as the hobby grows and people are going to be coming into the hobby, this is probably the hardest part. First of all, it, we all know it sucks. It sucks when you go to the field on a nice day, especially in the spring when it's been shitty all winter. And you're just excited to go fly and then you get there and you realize, well, I guess I'm going to have to take a couple hours. But the benefit of doing that, taking that time is, you know, you're teaching them how to fish instead of just giving them a fish. And you don't have to keep giving them a fish every time you show up at the field. So I want to talk with you guys and your experiences on how you dealt with that going through the, because I know for a fact that at a fun fly, Nick eventually has to go like, you guys, he hands it, he points at Jess and says, go talk to him. I got to go sit and just be by myself for a little bit because it becomes overwhelming and you don't want to be the guy that feels like, I mean, you want to give back, but you want to enjoy the hobby yourself. So let's talk with your guys' experience 
what have you done and, and how, how do you approach teaching new people? And I want to start with Nick because Nick's really good about it, teaches a lot of people. So Nick, tell us, tell us what you do and how you approach teaching people how to learn. I think my my approach really changes on the individual, and quite frankly, it it's a very initial assumption that I make, and sometimes it ends up being a poor assumption, but um, just on their level of how bad do they want to learn. I mean, that that's going to completely dictate how much time you get out of me. I mean, are you are you respecting my time? And, you know, are you asking genuine questions? And I don't, you know, keep in mind, I didn't say dumb questions because there are no dumb questions when you don't know. And I truly believe that. But is it, you know, I mean, are, are you just, are you making an effort to, to use the most of my time? And if I feel that someone really genuinely wants to learn and it doesn't matter how fast or how slow they can learn, if they really want to, I actually will kind of do, usually it's fly barless programming. I mean, that, that seems to be the big one. You know, I just kind of go, I, I mean, I do exactly what you did, Dan. I, I don't even bother with, usually I won't bother with individual parts. It's just, we'll start at the beginning and we'll walk through each and every one. And, and we'll talk about, okay, maybe, here's this specific parameter in this fly barless unit, but what I try and teach them is try and teach them the overall big picture, that it doesn't matter if it's V-bar or if it's B-stex or if it's Skookum. Here's what you're trying to accomplish by this step. And I think once you, I think once, once you teach someone the bigger picture, it, it almost kind of teaches them how to, it teaches them how to understand if that makes sense. Well, that kind of sounds weird. No, it does. It absolutely makes sense. Yeah. Because you can't, you know, we, we use that term at work a lot. I can't diagnose something that I don't know how it works. I can't tell you what's wrong with it if I don't know how it thoroughly, it, it thoroughly works. Every little part of it works. And so, you know, a lot of times people are confused. Well, my heli does this. What do I change? Well, you need to understand how this fly barless system works and what it's looking for to really get it. And once you go back and, and teach them those core fundamentals, then everything else, uh, their their learning rate increases dramatically. I mean, dramatically. All of those little parameters that were like, oh, I just don't even get this. It's like, oh, oh yeah, that's right. Okay, well, that, that makes sense. And okay, well, you know, if I need to set... Well, that's right. I can't. Oh, that makes sense. You know what? If my my tail, my main gyro gain, I know I now I get that that's the heart of everything. I have to get that one set before that I can fine tune the rest. And they were so caught up on these little. Well, I, I just don't know how to do my stop gain. I'm so worried about my stop gain, and you know they obsess over these little things when it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute, you know let's go back and look at the big picture first. So that that's kind of the angle that I take. Well, and you know what? The other aspect of that that you just discussed there, Nick, is the fact that you actually find out yourself whether or not you know the stuff well enough. 
I mean, yeah. it, it, there is no better way to solidify your knowledge or strengthen your knowledge base than attempting to explain it to another person because you know how it is i mean you've got we all talk back and forth and we're not ever doing it in any formal way we're not necessarily trying to teach each other but we just have conversations and we get to understand how this parameter works on the fly barless system or whatever and you don't really ever formalize it i guess is the word i'm looking for uh in your own head until someone comes and asks you a question and you say, oh, head gain. Yeah, I know what that means. You know what it means in your head, but now go and explain it. How do you tune for it? What does it do? Why does it do that? Um, and and I, those are the most uh, rewarding moments for me. Not just being able to teach someone, but knowing that I really, truly understand the concept and I can communicate that clearly to someone else, because let's face it. What's the point in knowing if you're not able to share that with someone? I I agree, but I want to I also I kind of want to break this down to an even more fundamental level. And let me give you an idea what I'm talking about. You guys are all familiar with the B-Stacks and you know how you navigate the lights with the rudder stick. You know, you Mm -hmm. change it to purple, blue, red. Yep. And so here, here's what I found I was doing. I was going through the setup menu. This was initially like, all right, so, okay, going through the quick setup. All right. It says if we're looking for 300 hertz, then light needs to be blue. All right. See, light's blue. And so what where Dave was really getting thrown off was, all right, the, he says the light needs to be blue. Okay. So what does that mean to him in 24 hours when he's at home? And he wants to kind of go through it. Oh, well, light needs to be blue. Granted, and and look, you also got to take, you got to understand who you're dealing with, Dave. He admittedly, a lot of males out there. The last thing he's going to do is read the instruction manual. (laughs) That's the way Dave is. Yeah. So, (laughs) so what I found that I was doing for an example was I would stop and I say, okay, well, it says right here, Dave, that we need to have a solid blue light to match this servo up, what am I going to do to make sure that that's on the solid blue light? And he literally would have to stop and eventually he'd come up with the right answer. And I'd say, that's right, man, hit that, hit that rudder. And he'd watch it turn. And all of a sudden you could just see the understanding wash over him. And another, you know, and I, again, I'm taking this back to an even more fundamental level. I realize, but we're setting up, we're getting to the point, step G you're setting up zero. I said, Dave, we got to set up zero. Okay. Uh, what what does that mean? Again, assuming that Dave knows never dealing with a fly barless unit, you would assume that he was flying in the past. It's been several years that he would know. Maybe he didn't, and he, he really didn't. So I had to go through that on a very fundamental level. And here's what I found. It took a lot of extra time, but at the end result, was now he has a full understanding of these very fundamental basic setup steps. Makes my life easier all the way around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, this can be a, this, this concept can be applied to radio setup, basic mechanical setup, you know, the more intricate electrical setup. What we literally take for granted, we just shouldn't overlook with new guys at all. Yeah. You know, you get a guy like Dave, 
when I first started flying, he had to go through my helicopters at the field because he was flying back then. He took a few years off. He was the guy that had to approve me to fly. So I just, when Dave starts showing back up at the field, I just assumed since Dave was the guy that had to look at my shit, that Dave should have a basic understanding of some of this stuff. But so much has changed in the last five years. Yeah. Yep. Justin, you were telling me you got some messages from a listener that was talking about some of this stuff. How, how did you approach or have you had a chance to approach him in helping him cope with this? And, you, and he said it, overwhelming feeling yeah so i i'll i'll read a couple of messages this is from our uh our friend mark jenkins a lot of you probably know him from our forums and in the chat box he's a regular there he's the one that's been working on the uh outrage fusion 550 that you know the the fusion 50 dropped down to a 550 kit and so i get i get us just text bombed by mark uh, earlier this evening and he says getting a little discouraged on my build a couple of stupid mistakes that i've made lately is taking a toll on me um, example while soldering the cap pack on the esc battery leads i bumped the iron into the throttle cable and melted through it right next to the ferrite ring Ugh, repaired it but i'm now a little worried about it okay so you know no big deal everyone's done it before and he fixed it um the other one is, uh, let's see here. Oh, he's he's stressed about the swash links and getting the level on the mechanics before he does the setup on the icon because he's not quite sure how to do it. What are the steps? You know, if you start at step one and get to step 10, what are the steps in between to get all that done? How do we mesh gears? Um, how do we make sure that our tail mechanics like the slider and the tail push rod are smooth enough? And at the end of the text, he, he closes it out. Oh, tightening on blades. How tight? How loose? You know, this is a guy who's new in the hobby. He's probably never even seen a helicopter larger than his nano fly. Um, and he doesn't have anyone around him to go and, and sit down with for a couple of hours, like Dan was suggesting with Dave and Ed and, and walk through this stuff. And so at the end of the text, he says, I feel overwhelmed to be honest. Is this normal? And the answer is for all of you guys in the same situation. Absolutely. It is normal. I mean, I can remember when I first, uh, built my, let's see, my first heli was a T-Rex 500. And I went through the thing with a fine-tooth comb, and Nick, did I just hear a giggle? No, you heard my cat sneeze. Oh, okay. (laughs) I thought he was about to make fun of me and say, dude, you still go through your helis with a fine-tooth comb. That's why it takes six months to build one. (laughs) No. Okay, all right. He was refraining. He was refraining. So, anyway, I mean, I can remember when I was back at that stage, and... I would re-level the swash like a couple of different times because I wasn't sure if I did it correct. You know, was the swash leveler sitting on the the little um, posts correctly? Did I really nail my 90 degrees on the servo arms? That sort of a thing. What about, you know, gear mesh? All of that kind of stuff. It's completely normal. I think you guys can can probably say the same exact thing about when you started. Oh, yeah. I mean, it is truly overwhelming. You've got this machine that, let's face it, is it's not a toy. 
it's dangerous yeah. it, it could it could hurt you or kill you and you're responsible for making sure that it is flight worthy not to interrupt you but i got one little story from mark to, that'll yeah go for it man. help him feel better my first real helicopter was the vibe jr vibe 50 mm-hmm. so it's got the push-pull servo system and i remember i was at the time i was in heli freak I remember reading somewhere about well, you just you just really need to make sure they're even, and you know you're, you're you don't want the servos to fight each other, or else they'll wear out. So this just this concept as a new person in my mind was just it reeled in my head. Now I don't want to say I took two solid days, but imagine if you will working on the helicopter for a half hour, working on these links, listening to the servos, mm-hmm. taking a step back coming back to it, redoing it for two days, just from the servo horn to the bell crank, those six links, two days, guys, That's- it, was, it was, it was, it was horrifyingly overwhelming. And you, thinking back, you got to wonder, why did I even stay in this hobby? Because I went, <laughs> being here alone, as you guys say here in the great state of Montana where nobody else lives and the sheep are nervous. it was it was dreadful Uh, and i don't know other than sheer determination uh you know you combine that with the 30 crashes i had in the first 30 days Hmm. i I literally mark it it is absolutely normal and that that whole just that servo experience it it stuck with me enough even today i can still remember i had at the time in in my office i had my heli room and just just going i'm never out i did I can't, I can't make these servos be quiet. I thought they were supposed to be completely quiet. Yeah, and see, that's that's another thing, dude, is like people come into the hobby with different notions about how things are supposed to be. And that's a perfect example. Like you're saying, you expected the servos to be quiet. So it must have freaked you out. They were wrong. I was convinced. <laughs> you know, and you're dealing with links that have not quite a finite adjustment anyway you're dealing with half turns well i think it was i think these were universal on the jr i can't remember but it was either a turn or a half turn i can't remember mm-hmm. at some point you just got to say you know what this is going to work this is going to work let's move on what do you how about you jesse you had any experience with that yeah no definitely um so obviously at fun flies much like nick i do spend quite a bit of time you know helping people do setups Test flying helis, doing a lot of stuff like that. But uh, my main experience has been over here in Pullman. So I kind of came in, you know, when I came here freshman year, so two years ago now. Um, there was a couple of guys flying helis over here. And see, they had been flying. One, The one guy had been flying for two years before I even got here. And he's flying a Raptor 50 and a Raptor 90. And these, I was amazed these things even stayed together. To yeah. <laughs> I mean, just, you know, I mean, and, and like you said, there was literally no one else around that flew heli. So I'm coming in here to someone that they, they think they're doing everything right. You know, that, cause they, they don't know any better. They're not, you know, plugged into heli freak. They're not plugged in online. Um, so they're not really double checking setups, tuning, you know, anything like that with other people. So, I mean, outrageous stuff like, oh, really to adjust the, the head speed, you turn the turn the throttle curve down and the radio. I thought you just, you know, turned the needle out on the motor and made it richer. Oh, <laughs> you know, stuff. Oh I mean, man. 
yeah, so th- this is what I'm dealing with coming right over here. And I guess it it I guess it just gets kind of frustrating after a while because this was and I'm you know, I'm more than willing to help, but much like Nick, I want to see that they're willing to learn and they're actively trying to learn and interested. Uh, which wasn't so much the case in this particular scenario. Um, it was more like, you know, here's my stuff sort of a deal. Um, but yeah, so that, that's kind of been my experience. And actually, he's he's not in the hobby anymore, just kind of got burnt out. When I got over here, he was extremely burnt out, you know, flying, crashing, flying, crashing over and over. I probably couldn't even tell you how many times his helis had been crashed. I mean, just trying to learn to hover in two years. So yeah, and just you know, going over, uh, setting up a flybard head, trying to walk through gyro setups, programming. He had a JR ninety five oh three, I believe. Is that what it is, Dan? Ninety three oh three, ninety five oh three. Yeah, ninety five oh three transmitter. So you know, had no grasp on that. So pr- I mean, pretty much, you take a guy that had been flying for two years, but you had to start from day one. Right. And so yeah, I I'm certainly not pointing fingers at anybody but me with this next statement. So Nick and Jesse don't read anything into this. <laughs> I, I with Dave, especially what I learned because I gave the impression a few shows ago, or maybe it was even last week that Dave was like putting the helicopter at my feet and walking away. And, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that he wasn't doing that, but I kind of understand more now why he maybe felt like he needed to do that with me in particular, because it was the way I was approaching how I was teaching him Mm -hmm. in a less than gracious way, maybe because I wasn't, I I wanted, I was again, the assumptions I was assuming so much and I wasn't taking it from the absolute basic level. And so it was, I could feel that the frustration was not only on me, but it was on him and he kind of felt like maybe I was encouraging him to drop the hell at my feet and just let me deal with it. And then yeah. I'll come back. Right. And, and, and absolutely. I know that's not the case with you too, because I've seen yeah. you two in action. I'm just because, saying, and let's face it though. That's, that's the much quicker. I mean, it's absolutely it's much faster. If they just leave you the hell and you do it, it's, you know, 10 times faster. But the problem um, with that is, and, and I think this is maybe what, where I went wrong with Ed. <laughs> Sorry, Ed, if you're listening. <laughs> Is, and I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start rethinking that with it, instead of Dave just bringing me the helicopter when there's a problem. Now he's got a more of a basic, fundamental understanding. He'll be able to at least try to address it himself, and then come to me with what he doesn't get. Yeah. And then I can screw it up for him and crash it <laughs> again, again, again. I don't know how Nick you feel about this, or Jesse, or even Justin. What, how do you, you know what? I get anxious about when I'm setting up somebody's helicopter in particular. I've crashed Ed's. We all know that. And then Dave, I mean, I even told Dave after we got it set, I said, all right, Dave, here's your heli. And I, I'm not responsible. <laughs> so here it is. If it what goes in, it sign? goes in. <laughs> so that isn't that, that's, well, does that I, I bother think you guys? I, I think you nailed it when you said, like, for me, it's did I set it up or because, I mean, if they bring me a heli, the first thing I'm going to do is go through the setup. You know, I'm not just going to assume that they set it up correctly um, and then just try to fly it. Um, so for for me, I don't get too nervous when it's OK. I went through the whole setup. I double checked everything 
and confirm that, you know, it was either set up wrong and fixed it or they did, in fact, set it up right. And then it usually ends up being a pretty uneventful remaiden. Look, I, maidens for me, no matter what, if it's mine or anybody else's, it's nerve wracking. And I don't know why that is, because for the most part, they all go off pretty well. <laughs> the exception of that. So as most of you know, over the last couple weekends, I've been flying my helis pretty hard. And that also means I've been crashing pretty hard as well. So when it comes time to get my helis ready to fly for the following weekend, I need to get parts fast and from a reliable dealer. So Dan, where do you recommend I look to get some parts? Dude, you need to call up helipros.com. Tell them what you need. They'll get that out to you as fast as they can. That's helipros.com. Sounds real good. I think we'll go check it out right now. Hi, this is Dieter, also known as RCD Butts, and this is your 60-second tech tip. This week, I've got some tips for you nitro guys. Most of you seasoned nitro helicopter pilots probably already have a lot of clever tricks for working on your model and dealing with all of the extras that come with a nitro heli. Things that you don't use with an electric heli, like glow plugs and nitro fuel, for instance. To the pilots attempting to try out nitros, you might find that all of these extras are a bit foreign and even a bit messy. For glow plugs, you will definitely want the correct size driver to tighten them, but screwing them in and out can sometimes be cumbersome if the plug is recessed in a heat sink head. In this case, you may want to try cutting a piece of fuel tubing and push it over the glow plug to make it easier for a majority of the screwing and unscrewing that you have to do. When using it to install the plug, it can also help to prevent cross-threading and stripping of the cylinder head in the engine. As for fuel, you'll find that there can be significant amount of liquid that can make a big mess if you're not careful. This sometimes means getting fuel on your clothes, your carpet, or your nice dinner table. A great way to avoid this mess, though, is to run out and get one of those rubber-made storage container lids to work over. If you place the lid with the top down, it will contain any liquid that drains out of the helicopter while you're working on it, and you won't have to come up with excuses why there's a big oily stain on your carpet. This has been your RC Heli Nation 60-Second Tech Tip. Sometimes helis crash. So, Nick, I gotta I got ask you, man. What's your rule of thumb? Should a heli go in, who pays? Um, wow. <laughs> there's there's so many variables. <laughs> Which day of the week uh, was it? <laughs> yeah, well, okay. So, number one, I'll throw one out because I just would, I would never walk up and say, ooh, can I fly that? Right. Uh, that I would never do. I'm not that kind of person. Yeah. Um. Even if someone did walk up and said, hey, can I fly your heli? And I said yes, which would be a little awkward. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that I would... St- yeah, boy, man, I don't know. Okay, so let, let's, uh, let, me, let me rewind because this is a tough one. I, I know I'm struggling with this because it's, it's a really touchy subject. And you see fights about this yes. a lot. I mean, a lot. Uh, so... I'm going to throw out that I'm not going to ask someone else to fly theirs, but let's say they walk up, hey, will you fly mine? Which I think is the most common thing. Uh, You know, just like we're Mm -hmm. talking, someone new, they have questions. Will you fly this and let me know what you think of it? Because they have have Um, no reference, you know, so they want to hear your opinion. Absolutely. They have no reference. If, uh, in my opinion, if you ask someone to fly your helicopter, expect to pay for it. 
if it goes in no matter what. Mm -hmm. You better be prepared to pay for it. If you are not prepared to pay for them crashing your helicopter, don't hand them the transmitter. Uh, Now, on the guy who's actually going to do the flying side, because I get in this position a lot, because I get handed transmitters almost every time I'm out of the field, my rule of thumb for myself is that I pay if I dumb thumb it or if I crash it. But if it has a, if you hand me your transmitter and your helicopter has a mechanical failure, I'm not paying. And I don't feel bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, oh. and, and, you know, maybe it's just because I'm so black and white up front, honest. Um, I haven't been in that spot yet where I've dumb thumbed it and crashed it. But it's, you know, you just. There, there's no question. I mean, if I if I dumped them, did I'd pay for it? Even though, again, I just said that in their shoes, they should expect to pay. Uh, I wouldn't let it happen. I think you and I are yeah. on the exact same page on that. Yeah, Nick. exactly. Um, yeah, I w- I wouldn't let it happen. But if I handed it, let's just say I handed it to you know any pro pilot, Alan Zabo Jr. I handed it and said, I want to know what you think, and he dumb thumbs it. You know, I, I would expect to be, well, I'm fixing that one. That's what I get for yeah, asking. Yeah, yeah. You know, because I, I know what they're doing. Right. I mean, uh, yeah, you know. They're going to they're throw it if, down. Yeah, they're going to throw it down because that's what I would be wanting them to do to test, right? So the crash risk goes up. Now, if he said, no, dude, that was, dude, I, that was totally my fault. Let me take care of it. I would be like, okay, well, I respect your position because I would if I was in that spot. And if he wanted to pay for it, that would be fine. No matter what, owner of the helicopter does the repairs, though, regardless of who pays. Yeah. Yeah. That makes no question. Yeah. No question there. You know, and again, I mentioned earlier that I crashed Ed's heli. I did the setup, completely built the helicopter. I'm the one that forgot to put the servo horn screw in. We've been over that. We don't need to go over that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. I put it in. I paid for it completely. I mean, I I was like, I looked at Ed and I said, dude, this one is completely on me. That's completely my fault. He was willing. He accepted. He was going to pay for it. Yeah. He was like, Hey, you know, this is, this is what happens in the hobby. Shit crashes. And I said, but dude, this is a little different because that happened specifically because I forgot to put, a screw into the servo horn. Mm-hmm. Completely my fault. I had no problems paying for it. Had parts the next day. Conversely, though, I'm like you, Nick. I will not ask anybody to fly. And if I do, it's in jest. I mean, they'll say, sure. I'll say, nah, I'm just kidding. Because I, 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 you know, I don't want to crash anybody's helicopter. <laughs> and, uh, mm-hmm. Except mine. Except my own. And Jesse's, of course. If he lets me fly that compass, that song, which is in the dirt. I'm not going to happen. <laughs> in the dirt, quick as you could say. And I'd gladly pay for it. It'd just be fun to watch it go in the dirt. Anyway. Yeah, at least it'd be really inexpensive. <laughs> oh. Probably hold up real well, too, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, the, that's kind of the same boat I'm in. I, it's, um, I, I, if I hand Nick my radio... And even if he dumb thumbs it, I handed him my radio. I would not let Nick pay for it. Well, no, you would. You would not expect me to. Dude, pay Dude, I for wouldn't it. let you pay for it. 
But if I dumb thumbed it, then you would have to give me that. And you, I think you have to, because you have to give that other person that mutual respect. Wait a minute, we, we would have to go, right? you saying we would have to thumb wrestle it or you're something. You're saying that if you hand the radio to Nick and, yep. and you say, Nick, you come fly this and Nick dumb thumbs it, you're paying for it. I'm paying for it. If Nick wrecks it, but if it's somebody I don't know, then they're paying for it. Oh, okay. So it's a Nick thing. Just saying it. It's it's a Justin thing, thing too. The same if I handed it to you, Justin, if I handed it to Jesse, if I handed it, you know, I I have to assess the risk of who I hand my radio to. Yeah. I would never hand my radio to Ed. I know that Ed would gladly pay for it should he crash it. But I don't want to put that on him. I know the chances of Nick crashing my heli due to a dump thumb is pretty small. Same with Jesse and same with you, Justin. So if something did happen, I would have accepted that risk when I handed you my radio. That's where I differ because I know you guys. I know where you fly, how you fly, and I know you personally. That's fair. Yeah. I'm talking just a little more yeah. generic. Yeah, you are. You you had a, it was more of a generic approach. But yeah. should I be at a fun fly and first, I mean, a pro, same thing as you, Nick, same situation. But uh, yeah. You know, how about you, Jesse? How do you, how would you handle it? Yeah, no, I'm definitely on the same page. I was just going to bring up, we, we almost had a situation like that, Nick, when, uh, when I was flying your TRX 700, well, my TRX oh, yeah. 700. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because, you Absolutely. know, I start, you, you know, you're flying this thing. I'm like, all right, you know, you turn the game. Turn and I handed it to him. Yeah. I told him here, fly this. I, cause he still to the, I mean, he had not really gone out. I mean, this this motor is just freaking yeah. solid. And now, it you was, know, we're flying the same transmitter. It felt comfy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was time for him to experience the greatness that is the night. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, go. you're, you're flying this thing. Like, all right. So, you, you know, start it up, bring it out there. 30 seconds into the flight, the thing, the back half of the boom just about falls off. <laughs> <laughs> and if if it would have just exploded, I mean exploded, he would have looked at me and I would have went, well, that was awesome. And then that would have been the end of it. There's no way yeah. under any circumstances I would have let him pay for it. But if, it, it, again, I wouldn't be expecting him to pay for any crash in any circumstances. But if he freaking skid bump, did the Whoa. most epic skid yeah. bump and drove it into the ground <laughs> and was like, dude, that was totally my bad. Yeah, my bad. I'm going to order up those parts. I wouldn't deny him of that because there you I would want right. to do it. That's yeah, probably yeah, a better exactly. way to put it. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I would probably do the exact same thing. I know I said I wouldn't let you pay for it, but at the same time, you gotta... I, it, you're, you're absolutely right in that if you know, you've got to consider in that situation, you're dealing with a friend and sometimes it's the it's they it's like you don't want to deny them yeah it makes it right you know it makes yeah. it right in your mind it, it clears your conscience yeah yes yep. there you go that i can accept yeah. that i can't i mean i would fight it but at the same time i mean and i would dan i would let you <laughs> do not worry do not do not fear oh you're gonna pay do for that okay fear. cool thanks man thanks for letting me crash your heli thanks dude. i will fly and freaking. crash your heli anytime do not oh, fear. you can pay for it <laughs> So let me let me paint a picture for you guys. I was um, I was on the sim the other night um, with Edsel and a few other guys, and they brought to my attention a video which is no longer available. By the way, it's been brought it's been taken down. It was on YouTube. So 
okay, I, I'm, I'm going to have to try to paint this picture. So here you have, you have three people flying. One of them is a 450. Um, another one, I don't know, but they're buddy boxing. I'm assuming a plane. We never saw the plane. And then oh. a, another is a really beautiful scale 50cc warbird of some kind. So there's three people standing around the, the warbird pilot. I don't know how many people were standing by the heli guy. I, I'm, a, I'm assuming by the audio that the heli guy didn't have a spotter. But the plane guy did. In the video, you see the plane guy. It's all about the, the plane. Camera's following the plane the whole time. You hear the plane guy yell, low pass. Okay. Keep in mind the whole time, the plane guy has three spotters. Spotting the plane, Mm -hmm. not what's happening around him. Mm -hmm. They came in low fly, hit the wing, took the wing out. Plane just literally obliterated onto the runway. It was spectacular. Oh, man. It was very spectacular. So you have, and they immediately jumped all over this heli pilot. So the heli was inverted in what looked to be either could have been doing a flip or inverted circuits. It's hard to tell. Because you just caught a glimpse of the plane of the helicopter, so there there was a there was a thread on I think RC groups, and these plankers devoured the helicopter pilots in this thread. Oh jeez! Finally, a, a helicopter guy jumps in and says, "Well, how come no one said anything about the three spotters standing around the plank guy? How come they didn't say maybe you should hold off on that low flyby? There's mm-hmm. a helicopter playing on the runway." Anyway, just kind of a, it's unfortunate. So, so what happens? Okay, let, let's let's roll this over and uh, who pays there? Yeah, let's apply Ooh. our... What, okay, here's my theory. So Who pays in a midair? Okay, if you look at the FAA rules, and I know they don't apply to us, but slow-flying aircraft always has the right-of-way. So a hot air balloon has the right-of-way over a 747. It's the 747's obligation to avoid the hot air. Right. Mm -hmm. So this plane guy with his spotters, in my mind, after he yelled low flyby, somebody should have acknowledged, did everybody hear that? They should have made sure that the three pilots on the field standing there acknowledged. Did you guys acknowledge? No one acknowledged. Better yell it again. That didn't happen. On top of that, yeah. the helicopter is slower, smaller. Those, those spotters should have been doing their job, and they should have been conversing to the pilot saying, hold up, pull up, go up, turn, whatever. You've got something in the runway. But anyway, they all assumed that the... That's a tough one, though, too, because a lot of planker fields actually have patterns that you have exa- to fly. Well, that's... And so... One guy was going that in that case, then the heli guy could have been going opposite of the pattern, and he would have been in the wrong. You're absolutely right, and that's that's what the, that's the missing information that we don't know. Yeah. But based on what we saw, you know the 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 blanker guys just devoured this this, and they just assumed. And one guy actually made a real kind of a funny off <laughs> smart ass comment. He says, well, it's been my experience that uh, whoever's flying the cheapest, smallest, ugliest aircraft 
is the one who pays. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. That's a tough one. Uh, you know, we don't, there's a lot of information, missing information for us to, I guess, come to an absolute conclusion on that. But I don't know. I, just based on what I saw, unfortunately, we won't be able to give you a link to that. With three spotters around you, you should be aware of what's happening around you. Yeah, but like, okay, so let's say you're at a fun fly and, you know, you've got your spotter. Next guy at the next station over. And I mean, hey, you didn't set up the, the fun fly boxes. You're you're at, you know, Joe Schmo fun fly and they got like your hundred foot box. Okay. So you're sitting out there doing funnels, you know, off your right shoulder, and this guy's flying over there, and you're creeping right on the edge of your box as you're coming around. Uh you're not you're not overstepping, your spotter's watching, he doesn't see anything. Guy in his box, he's doing his own thing. You guys just happen to, I mean... Right on the edge. Right on the edge. Same thing. He goes up, does this big vertical S, comes down the backside, and happens to drill straight down into your funnel, and it's right in the middle. You know, there's two spotters. I mean, that's this can happen fast. Yes. It can happen fast. Does one person... I have a solution to that one, too, Nick, and I... I don't think, I don't know how many people are going to agree with this, hmm. but when you, te- when you're flying in shared airspace, there's a certain risk you assume, and you mm-hmm. know what? Sometimes shit just. That's happens. exactly where I was going to go, Dan. In yeah. that situation, oh, no, it's like you know what? That's both of you guys are responsible for paying attention. What happens, happens. You're paying for your own stuff. I agree. Yeah. Plain and now, simple. Now, I expect... Okay, let's go back. We'll, we'll, let's uh, say what if... We'll use my situation because it's the one that sticks out in my mind the most. Uh, that D-bag that, that did the funnel around my helicopter at Helipros, okay? Which was directly in front of me. Right. So let's say he drove it straight into mine. Now, okay morals wise and on uh, the douchebaggery scale <laughs> I would expect him to pay and we could have he taken was... him anyway so I mean he would have he paid trust me he would have paid <laughs> <laughs> one way or another <laughs> one way or another we would have taken out of his ass yeah but if he didn't I would be pissed I would be sore but I wouldn't go like screaming and throw a big fit because just like you said I expect that when I am at a fun fly, I am flying in shared airspace, and I expect crap to happen. Yeah, I expect it to happen. Now, if he came up to me, shook my hand, said, dude, that was totally my bad. I want to cover it. I would be like, I understand that because you know what? I would too. Yes. Same, same, yeah. same, same sort of the situation like when you hand someone else your transmitter. You know, I expect that if I go up there and fly, and no matter what happens, I better be prepared to to pay for that. No matter how not my fault it really mm-hmm. was, out of fun fly, I do expect that. This is why I just don't fly other people's shit. Yeah. I agree and with you, Dan. Uh, uh, I, I want to yeah. add one more thing to this before we move on. I want to add consent. I know we've talked about this in the past. I, you know, been doing a lot of, but not so much this year, but last year I did quite a bit of buddy boxing. And we've talked about this in the past, but since we're talking about who pays for what? 
if you're going to be buddy boxing, just be very upfront. I, I'm not here to guarantee this isn't going to crash. If it crashes, it is all on you. I'm just here to help. Yeah. And I think we all agree on that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm. you're already going to crash. If you weren't, you yeah. wouldn't be on this buddy box. And all I am there to do is to decrease your yep. chances of crashing. Reduce the risk. You can never yeah. eliminate Lower it. Lower the percentage. <laughs> I, I got, um, I guess, the, the word of what the two new moves of this year are. You know, last year it was the epic skid bump. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was la- that was 2012. There's two new moves this year, two new flights or maneuvers that are the 2013. One is called the Edger. Can you guys guess what the Edger is? Don't tell me this is like a freaking blade scraping hurricane. No, no, no. Nothing like <laughs> yeah, that. That's what pops into my mind. <laughs> this is straight from Pinion, by the way. Pinion filled me in on this the other day. So the Edger is simply... A very, very fast, inverted, backwards, with tail down, very fast, right off the deck, down the length of the flight. Oh, I saw... um, Mitch Pricer. I saw a video. No, it was a a guy flying a compass. No, see, I saw a video of Rusty uh, Rusty Haggard doing him with his X7. Yep, it's called the Edger. There's one more. Cajun... Yeah, yep, at the Cajun yeah. Hilly Fest. Yeah, yep. I didn't uh, hear that. Pinion sent me a link of a video of uh, Mitch doing these two maneuvers. The other is called the tea bag. <laughs> uh, the other one is a little, I guess, very dependent upon. <laughs> I know that one. <laughs> <laughs> You're familiar with the tea bag. <laughs> the other one is, I guess, a little more dependent upon how your field is set up. And from what I gathered by watching the video and saying, "Yes, there's the epic." Teabag. Well, apparently <laughs> that's just priceless. <laughs> apparently, you sure this was a heli video? <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure what setting we're in here anymore. <laughs> apparently, if you're at a fun fly, and sometimes you know how they'll put the the sponsor banners on the far side of the flight line. Yep, mm-hmm. they're just vinyls, maybe sticking three yep, feet yep. high, four feet high, whatever. Apparently, the teabag is when you do some maneuver of your choosing, and you dip down behind. Yep. The uh, sponsor banners, so you can't see the helicopter anymore, and you pop back I saw up. that, too, in a video. So yeah. what happens if you hit the sponsor banner? It's, uh, it's What's called, that called? <laughs> That's a teabag gone bad, my friend. <laughs> tea crash. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you realize you've teabagged teabag the wrong thing, and I'm sure you're familiar with that at the many rest areas you visit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did I go there? Oh, oh. man. <laughs> So I can't believe I talked about this, but we're getting ready to kind of wrap it up. But you guys are giving me shit about the um, having the two helicopters and only flying yep. the one. I'm mm-hmm. proud to yeah. report. I am all about the Skookum Smackalicious. So both are flying. Both of them are flying. I don't, Justin, do we take this on faith or do we need a video? I, You know you what, man? With the want- number of videos <laughs> I've been forced to take, I think Dan owes us a couple. You know what? You're I, right. I would agree. I'm not going to take it. I'll take it on faith because I know all the questions that I got via text. Oh, there you go. So, there you go. Well, we, look, don't, look. we don't know that. <laughs> so, you know, when it came right down to it, I mentioned a bit ago, I'm, I'm really kind of, I get anxious with new stuff and I was anxious with the, but anyway, had a, had a bad first day with the Skookum, had a bad tail issue, 
had nothing to do with the Skookum. It had everything to do with how I had it set up. I had too many. I had one too many layers. I had two layers of tape. Skookum likes the hard kind of tape? tape. Just the yep. real thin double-sided servo tape. Same thing I've but been using on the B-Stacks. And so not the 3M went, gray. Uh, that's what I have now. No, it's just, I don't know what it is, dude. I don't know who makes it. Um, I've just been buying it from Helipros for the past hundred years. But uh, it's been working adequately for everything so far. But I had two layers. I, I went and stopped at the auto parts store on the way to the field, picked up some of the 3M gray, put one layer on, no problems. And I got to tell you that that heli is, it, I don't even, I, I wish I could verbalize how the, the difference in that, that heli, it's just amazing. Yeah. I, I'm really into it. Well, tell me, tell them what you told me. The tail. Which I think was a really big, was a really big thing. The tail issue, right? The tail? Well, you know, you, uh, you have repeatedly said when we talk about some of these things that, oh, oh come on, dude, don't make uh, me I do wouldn't that. notice the difference yeah. anyway. And you finally fessed up. Dude, you noticed the difference. Dude, I completely noticed the difference. And let me tell you something else. This whole, I, I don't know, I like, eh, I don't need to use banking, you know, having mm-hmm. the, the very, the different settings to kind of experiment real time on what's mm-hmm. happening. Bank switching, yeah. I don't know how I got along without it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I can't, I cannot express this point enough to all of you guys who are in, were in the same boat that I or are or were maybe whatever, are in the same boat that I was in. Do not sell yourself short when it comes to dealing with these different settings and and experimenting with different gains. And the heli just, it absolutely comes to life. I I love it so far. And I've, and I got to tell you, I got got a few flights in on it. (laughs) A few few gallons. A few gallons gallons already on the Skookum? Absolutely, dude. Dude. I uh I like it was just cool to hear him be like, dude, I know what you're talking about when you say whipping now. Absolutely. Yeah, the tail. Yeah. I, I didn't think it did that before, but now this one just goes around in circles. It just It's perfectly it it's perfect. Yeah. I mean And the fluid fluid the, the fluidness uh, of the cyclic, he's like oh, yeah. I get it. I still can't explain it, but it feels different and I like yeah, it. Yeah, I can't I haven't quite figured out how to verbalize it so just an average person but you guys get it because you want you've experienced it and those who have experienced yeah. what i'm talking about understand those who haven't i i'm I, i'm i'm, I'm sorry. sorry that i can't be more <laughs> you know <laughs> sorry but it's it just is and i that sucks to that's not a review a review that people want to hear but i gotta tell you if i could verbalize it better i would and maybe six months down the line i'll be able to but it really does make a difference now i want to yeah. also say because now the guys at the field are like well jesus dan you've been telling us to buy this beast x well guess what it's a great unit the beast x is still a great unit for what it does mm-hmm. very simple to set up serves a purpose and it works it works fantastic mm-hmm. but when you get when your flying starts to get to a certain point which by the way justin upright backwards flying yep oh, you yeah. getting it I'm Good dude. And so that's the whole gist of that whole conversation. Once you start learning how to fly a little bit better, these these little things really can help. 
And I'm glad I decided yeah. to give it a shot. And uh, pretty soon, all my hillies will have a Skookum unit on there. Sweet. So, I will invite you guys to come check out our webpage. I know we had some problems today. But, you know, that's because you've got Dan behind the helm of the webpage, and that's never a good thing. Luckily, I have guys like Gary, like Gary, like Larry. And Gary, <laughs> Luckily, too. There's got to be a Gary out there somewhere. <laughs> there's got to be a Gary out there. Luckily, Larry came in, saved the day. Thank you, Larry. We, you don't even know how much your help is appreciated. And I wish we could show you in better ways. Other than, I did offer to, Nick tells me Jesse gives a mean hand job, and I offered to send them down Jesse. Oh, 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 No bueno, no bueno. <laughs> too far. He told, he told me that's okay. He doesn't. That that the uh, he'll pass on that. Um, now, I don't recall ever telling that to Nick. For the record, telling I I heard about oh, the night you showed him. You were drunk that night. You might not remember it, but I remember it. I don't feel okay. Right. No, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> moving along. <laughs> anyway, the web page is back up. I invite you guys to check it out. Also, our forum. Check that out as well. Lots of cool stuff going on in there. Also, send us some emails. We love the questions. Uh, gives us something to talk about. Sometimes and rant and rant over and rant over. Yeah. Sometimes you know we lose some sleep over a couple of them every now and again. But if I wanted to get in touch with you, Nick, how would I do that? Definitely shoot me an email at nick at rchellynation dot com. Jesse, if I wanted to get in touch with you, you would definitely shoot me an email at jesse <laughs> at rchellynation dot com. And definitely? hopefully, it doesn't crash our site, which apparently did today. Yeah. So yeah. stop stop yeah. sending Jesse all those naked pictures of boys. Oh my goodness! Jeez, let up on me already. That's what he's thinking. Shut up, Dan. Yeah, it's, I'm. You know, flashbacks like 15 <laughs> episodes ago. <laughs> or you could uh, shoot me a PM on our forum. I'll oh. get back to you on there. There you go, Justin. If I wanted to get in touch with you, how would I? Do you that? could send me an email at justin at rchellynation dot com, or catch me in the chat box or on our forums. I am Dan. You can reach me at dan at rchellynation dot com or Dan K Reed on our forum. Facebook, like it. Or now. All right, guys, this has been episode 80, Epic 80. We sure hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we enjoyed making it. Have a good week, guys. We'll see you next Monday. See you. Take it easy. This has been a production of RC Heli Nation, LLC. If you have a question, comment, or suggestion, send us an email using the Contact Us link on the homepage. If you'd like to make a donation, there's a Donate Now button on our homepage as well.